0: on this episode of the Jeff Does Vegas podcast.
1: The Raiders had a tradition since the late 60s of a band playing. It was Del Courtney Big Band in Oakland. And then in the the days in LA, they've always had a band playing, but they didn't really brand it. It was just always music. And then getting the baton passed this way, it comes from Mark Davis and and the entertainment team uh, and their vision at the Raiders wanting
0: to do something completely unique. Las Vegas. It's more than just a city. It's a feeling. It's that feeling of excitement when you spot the lights of the strip out the airplane window. It's that feeling of awe as you stroll down the boulevard, taking in the sights and sounds. And it's that feeling of satisfaction, knowing that you're in the greatest city in the world. Over 42 million people from around the world share that feeling every year. And I'm one of them. Taking you to the world-famous Vegas Strip and beyond, my name is Jeff. And this is the Jeff Does Vegas podcast. Hey there, and welcome to episode number 95 of Jeff Does Vegas. Before we dive into this episode of the show, I want to thank my guest from the last episode, David DeMont Mullen, author of The Las Vegas Little Black Book, A Guy's Guide to the Perfect Vegas Weekend. David joined me to help you plan the ultimate guy's trip to Las Vegas. We talked about everything from which hotel to pick to the best time of the year to go to planning meals to group outings and even a few silly little things that you'd probably never think of. If you haven't listened as of yet, jump into the archives at JeffDoesVegas.com or search out episode number 94, Guys Gone Vegas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, here we go. On to the show. My special guest for this episode of the podcast is David Perico, David is an award-winning Best of Vegas trumpeter, composer, producer, and conductor. And if you've ever spent time in the legendary Cleopatra's Barge at Caesar's Palace, there is a very good chance that you've seen him performing with his Pop Strings Orchestra, in which he takes some of the best musicians in Las Vegas and fuses together the genres of popular music and classical music. In addition to Pop Strings Orchestra, David is also the creator and arranger of Pop Evolution, a fusion of pop and big band music. And just this year, he signed on for what might be the most amazing gig ever, working as the house band, rocking Allegiant Stadium for every Las Vegas Raiders home game. David and I discuss the feeling of performing every week in front of 65,000 screaming NFL fans, the inspiration behind the creation of Pop Evolution and Pop Strings Orchestra, other projects he's got on the go, and much more. Please enjoy my conversation with David Perico.
1: My father is a saxophone player, and in fourth grade, um, he he had a clarinet and a saxophone, so I was going to start on clarinet. I went to school with the clarinet, and there weren't any uh, trumpet players in the band, and the band director handed me a trumpet. He said, why don't you try this? And I said, nah, I got my own clarinet here. <laughs> and uh, he says, why don't you try it? Why don't you try it? And uh, I said, okay. So the rest is mystery.
0: <laughs> so it was it was uh almost peer pressure that put you into the trumpet.
1: <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. You know, I, I play piano and drums as well, but uh you know, as a composer ranger I play piano, but um yeah, the trumpet is my first and that's my main, you know, my main instrument.
0: And so you mentioned that your dad was um musically inclined and and played saxophone and such. Um I know this is kind of a common thread amongst a lot of my vegas entertainment pals um they all come from very musical families very musical backgrounds so i assume that was uh, a huge influence on you as well
1: yeah my dad played saxophone uh, on my dad's side and on my um my mom's side my grandfather was a professional guitar player um so uh on my mom's side is a croatian background my dad's side is italian so um my grandfather played uh, what what you call uh, it's very ethnic. It's called tamburica music, and he was a guitar player in those groups. So I did I did have some musical uh, uh,
0: background in my family. Italian and Croatian. That's two very um, passionate uh (laughs) ethnic backgrounds very very much so yeah i I would imagine family growing up was probably a very very interesting interesting time You had some interesting family gatherings
1: absolutely yeah the best of both worlds in my opinion
0: um let's talk about the road to las vegas and what originally brought you to las vegas how long have you been in vegas now
1: i've been i moved to vegas 2004 in the summer in august 2004 and uh I was offered a full scholarship to uh, do my graduate work for my master's degree in composition and, and writing. And uh, at that time, you know, 9-11 had still was we were still feeling the effects from that and not much was happening. I had spent 10 years basically on the road touring with the Tommy Dorsey Orchestra and some cruise ships. So uh, after 9-11, I kind of went back to Youngstown, Ohio, which is my hometown, and I finished my bachelor's degree there and then, uh, decided to, uh, and then I was offered a a full scholarship for a master's degree out here, which I did. I completed in 2006.
0: And so then after you completed that master's degree, were you basically just, uh, jumping right into gigs and, and right into getting out and performing around town?
1: Yeah, it was interesting because, um, you know, being in the university, you, you start getting really connected to, you know, a lot of musicians and, uh, And the uh, professor there, the director of jazz studies, David Loeb, who brought me, you know, offered me the scholarship and everything. Um, It was very beneficial to be, you know, connected with him. And I started playing with different gigs. I wasn't going to stay here. I was planning to move to New York. And I started playing with uh, Gladys Knight and uh, James Darren, Frankie Avalon and shows that would come in. And then I uh, started playing with... um, Donnie and Marie and Cirque du Soleil, Viva Elvis, and then you know a lot, a lot of different shows and other bands in town and corporate events. So, yeah, Vegas has been very good to me. It, it, a lot of things kept lining up. So, when things line up, you just kind of go with the flow.
0: It's interesting that you mention that because that does seem to be a very common thread with a lot of people that I've talked to who have moved to vegas for something specific whether it was to like yourself go to to university or they've come to town for a, a specific gig it always kind of seems like they intend on it just being short-term you know it's going to be six eight months and the next thing you know it's like eight or nine years and they're still in town
1: yeah you know as a musician um it's slim pickings around you know everywhere you know and and you still have to hustle here and it's not you know but there are some amazing opportunities here. If you're proficient and, you know, you take care of business, you can work in
0: this town. And you mentioned some of those opportunities in those shows that you were able to be a part of, like Gladys Knight, Donnie Marie, and the, the Cirque Elvis show. And I imagine, I mean, you had to hustle to get into those opportunities. But once you've got those opportunities and you've got those in your background, that's got to pretty much make you golden in the city, right?
1: Yeah, it certainly helps the resume and it helps your um you know your referral uh you know being being able to uh you know you ha- it's it's just like anything else you have to deliver you know you're not you're only as good as your next performance or your next note so um it's it's some high pressure situations but uh you know that's that's basically the gist of it it does help to start play- when you start playing and with name headlining Shows it does help you get referred to other other situations and other shows and other you know performance situations.
0: And you've got a lot of projects that you've worked on and and created on your own that are are yours and and one hundred percent put together by you. Um, specifically, the two that I wanted to talk about were Pop Evolution and Pop Strings Orchestra, which, by the way, I've had the opportunity to see um, and easily one of the coolest shows I've ever had the opportunity to see. Thank you. Absolutely amazing. And if you, I mean, if people are a a fan of a music fan in any way, shape or form um, they're going to have their minds absolutely blown by, by both of these shows. Um, What was the, the inspiration behind pop evolution, which was the first one you created, what kind of drove you to put that together?
1: That's a great question. I mean, there's several things. I mean, as a composer, arranger, you find yourself being into more leadership uh situations because you want to perform your music or what you want to say. So, but my background going back, I've always been a huge fan of the big bands. You know, I grew up listening to Tommy Dorsey, Glenn Miller, Frank Sinatra, you know, Count Basie, Duke Ellington, and then traveling with the Tommy Dorsey Orchestra, you know, I just always loved the big band sound. So I thought, um, let me do the big band format, but I'm going to write all contemporary or let's just say popular music. So I took Van Halen, Motley Crue, Foreigner, Rush, et cetera, and I arranged it for the big band. And um, I was I just kind of did it as a as a kicks thing and then one of the entertainment directors at the south point really liked it and he says why don't we put that up here and that's that's how pop evolution started it showed it started as a show band you know you could dance to it but it was it was basically a show and the you know the the, the crooks of it was the uniqueness of it was this big band playing motley crew <laughs> so that 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 was exciting for me. And of course, you know, there's so many great musicians in town. Um, and and that's, you know, to your other question, when you start playing on these other jobs and gigs and shows, you meet all these other musicians and then, you know, it's just like a baseball team, football team. You just start, what's my fantasy football team. And you kind of put it together. So that's how pop evolution started.
0: And at the time that you initially put this together, that whole idea of fusing pop music with another genre, such as big band, that wasn't really a thing, was it? I mean, it's since become a, a popular thing, and you can find a lot of uh, different covers if you jump on YouTube or wherever on online. You can find a lot of different covers in that style. But at the time that you created Pop Evolutions, it really was quite unique, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I'd like to say so. I mean, there's always been bands playing a version of a pop song and if you go back to the 40s you know the Harry James and the Tommy Dorsey's and Glenn Miller they were just playing the music of the day it wasn't like they were playing 1800s music you know they were playing the popular music of the day so that's basically <clears throat> how i how i approach it like well let's let's do this and it, but i didn't want it to sound like a jazz band trying to play pop like i wanted it 100% authentic as I can get it. Like the real guitars, the real electric bass, the, you know, rock and drums and just put some horns on it and, you know, 13 horns. So it was, it was a unique, yeah, it is unique. And I think in Vegas, you know, if you want to do your own thing in any facet or any arena, you know, you have to uh, offer something that's this different or unique because the town is constantly evolving and changing, you know? So that's the one thing about Vegas. Uh, I would say Vegas makes you invent or uh, initiate things that Mm -hmm. maybe weren't done before.
0: You kind of touched on this idea of Vegas being a a quote unquote small town. And I mean, obviously it's a big city, but when, when it comes to the entertainment community, it, it really is kind of this this really tightly knit group where everybody knows everyone. I, it, it's always been very interesting to me. I've been going to Vegas consistently for the last five or six years now. And when you go out to shows and you go out to events, you see the same people all the time, whether they are performing or whether they're just there to support each other. And you get introduced to one person and the next thing you know, you're introduced to 11 other people. So I would imagine working in the community that that is obviously a a, a thing for you. And I would imagine it's it's also a, a big advantage for you.
1: Yeah, Vegas is very unique in that way. Um, it really is it seems like everybody's rooting for everybody here. Um, whereas I, if you go to Broadway or if you go to maybe LA or other situations, it's really cutthroat, which is fine. <laughs> but the the vibe here to your point is it really is a family here um, in the, in the entertainment uh, arena for sure. And like I say, it seems like everybody is always rooting for everybody to to do good
0: it's interesting that you say that because i've heard that from so many other different performers who have said how much they enjoy las vegas for that as opposed to as you say la or new york where you're not going to tell somebody else about a producer that might be looking for a performer for a show because (laughs) if you tell them about it that means my chance of actually getting it is so much less did you find that when you got to vegas and you started working that was really refreshing for you
1: Yeah, I didn't notice it initially, you know, um, I was just doing my thing, you know, but the amount of support and now with social media, you know, social media wasn't so big when I moved here and, you know, the last, let's just say last 10 years, um, really being able to reach out to, you know, people and people supporting and, you know, coming to shows or definitely unique to Vegas.
0: So the next step after um, pop evolution was pop strings orchestra, which as I mentioned earlier, is the show that my wife and I uh, got to see at the now sadly defunct Cleopatra's barge over in Caesar's palace. And it was recommended to us. You guys were recommended to us by this random couple. We were at a, another show at the space and we got talking with this couple and they were asking us all the usual questions. Where are you from? Um, what have you done? What have you got planned? And they said, you have to go see David Perico pop strings orchestra at Caesar's palace. They're on tomorrow night. You should go see them. So we did. And, and again, as I say, we were just, absolutely blown away by the show. Um for those who may not be familiar with you, may not be familiar with the the concept, um fill us in. Tell me a little bit about Pop Strings Orchestra and what it what it all entails.
1: Yeah. So basically it's another spin on a big band. Pop strings orchestra is 14 piece. But um the difference between pop strings and pop evolution, pop evolution is more of a concert show. Whereas pop strings is a high energy two hours straight I would say club dance show but the uniqueness of it is instead of horns or all the horn section you I have an all-female seven-piece string section so you have and it's a younger vibe too I- except me <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh you know it's You've got the girl power, you've got the female, all-female you know all female girl uh, string section, and um, it's high energy. And we play all the dance stuff, you know, from Bruno Mars to Beyonce to Earth, Wind & Fire to Dua Lipa, anything current and past. I mean, it could be ABBA, Bee Gees, it could be Michael Jackson, and then the 80s anthems, anything from Journey and, oh gosh, ACDC. And I they're all my arrangements. Everything that I do, everything that we play, I arrange specifically for that for those for the bands
0: and of course, the the incredible thing about Las Vegas is the talent pool that you have to pull from to assemble your band. I, I seem to recall that um when my wife and I saw you guys at Cleopatra's barge, there was some absolutely amazing musicians on stage with you who have worked on major shows up and down the strip and have toured all over the world with some pretty major performers.
1: Yeah. So just for instance, to the, you know, for the string section. So the girls in the strings, you know, they, um, you know, a couple of them play with Aerosmith. Uh, one of the girls plays with Shania Twain. Two of them play with Celine Dion. Uh, one of them plays with Rod Stewart. You know, in the rhythm section, my drummers played with Santana and Mark Anthony, bass player with David Foster, Andrea Bocelli, Diana Ross, um, my singers, you know, everybody. It's, yeah, I mean, it's that all-star fantasy football team, and and there aren't any divas in the band. You know, we're just all having a great time, and um, that that's the uniqueness, I think, about Pop Strings Orchestra, or pop evolution is they're really, it's unique to Vegas. You can copy the band. You can definitely take the same template, but it's not gonna be these performers or that, or in Vegas or these people.
0: Yeah, I was just gonna say, I mean, anybody could take the musical arrangements that you have put together and try to assemble their own band and perform these arrangements but it's not going to be anywhere near the same level as what you would see if you see David Perico pop evolution or pop strings orchestra in Las Vegas.
1: No, I, you know, I think yeah, that's and that's like any band. I mean, there's plenty of tribute bands for like Journey or Queen or whatever, and whatever. They're all great. You know, a lot of them are just really wow. But then when you go see Journey, <laughs> you know, it's like ah. I I get it.
0: I get it now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. So I'm just surrounded by talent and you know, that that's what I love about it. I mean, it's the, the, the bands are, are not about me. You know, it's not about me up there and playing solos. It's, it's really this, as you've seen in the show, it's a collective. Everybody's featured at one point in the, in the, in the two hours straight. And it's just, we're having a blast and it's unique to Vegas. It's, it's like, You can't see this band. I mean, we sure we travel and tour and stuff, but when you come to Vegas, you want to see something you can't see in your hometown or Nebraska or whatever, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's, so it's, it's over the top.
0: Speaking of over the top, you have landed a gig this year that I'm sure people would literally murder for. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You are, you're, you're the house band. For the Vegas Raiders, I mean, come on, yeah. that's insane. Yeah. yeah,
1: it's it's pretty amazing. I mean, uh, after eighteen months off and and coming out of you know eighteen months of not playing, to you know when I when I knew the, the barge wasn't going to open again, this was our next gig. Mm-hmm. Our, this is our new residency, basically. You know. It's uh, and I expanded. It's basically pop strings, which I expanded. I added two more singers and three more horns, so it's nineteen total. And it was a process to audition. You know, there were other bands that were considered, and a lot of other scenarios. And um, you know, we we definitely had to uh, prove that we can do it because it's it's TV.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's basically TV. So, not only do we have to play, but from my point of, you know, music directing you know, everything is in-ear monitors. So they're calling the game. Okay. Give me 20 seconds here, 25, give me 30, 40, 50, two minutes, one minute. So you've got to be like precision. And, uh, we went through three, three audition processes, you know, to, to, and they finally narrowed it down to us, which I'm honored.
0: What was that feeling like the first time walking out into a, 65,000 fans at Allegiant stadium and being able to be there and go, Hey, we're here. Like that's gotta be just an incredible feeling.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it is an amazing feeling. Um, and it's a, it's a feeling of validation too. And I'll say this. I mean that the Raiders, you know, Mark Davis, the owner, this all stems from him and the Raiders had a tradition since the late sixties of a band playing. It was Del Courtney Big Band in Oakland. And then in the, the days in L.A., they've always had a band playing, but they didn't really brand it. It was just always music. And then getting the baton passed this way, it comes from Mark Davis and, and the entertainment team uh, and their vision at the Raiders wanting to do something completely unique. So if you come to – again, Ve- this is only in Vegas. If you come to a, a Las Vegas Raiders football game, the game is completely different than any other football game you're going to see between you know the lights and the leds and the live band and not only is it a live band it's a 19 piece band it's it's pretty awesome to be involved and i i can't thank the raiders organization enough mark davis and 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 the the whole entertainment team for their vision it's really awesome it's great for entertainment it's great for live music
0: I'm I'm glad you mentioned about how different sports is in in Las Vegas with this kind of stuff. I'm uh, being Canadian, of course, it's legally required that I'm a hockey fan.
1: Exactly. So you've been to the Knights
0: games? <laughs> I've been to several several Vegas Golden Knights games. So I mean yeah. I get it. And it, it's it's insane. It's amazing. And to try to describe <laughs> the experience to people, um, when you come back home and they say, So you went to the game, how was it? And you just say, like, I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, the sound in the building is incredible. And the intermission entertainment is Cirque du Soleil in the Blue Man Group, as opposed to when you go to a Calgary Flames game here, it's human bowling and little kids playing hockey during the intermission. So, I mean, it's, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's just, it's not even a comparable experience. And so, I mean, ag- again, it's just, it's so uniquely Vegas to have, as you say, this massive, strings band playing playing during the game it's just it's so uniquely vegas
1: yeah and their vision too like this lot was to have guest headlining entertainers sit in with the band so this last sunday sammy hagar and uh Richie mcdonald from lone stars sang with the band in the halftime show with sammy hagar we did two songs which i arranged for and it was ins- it was insane it was crazy it was so much fun sammy was great It just rocked. I mean, 65,000 people going crazy is, you know, it's too bad. The Raiders are scuffling a little bit right now. (laughs) Right. But, uh, but we're doing our part, you know, we're, we're trying to do our part.
0: I mean, that's gotta be nuts when you get that phone call from the, the Raiders people going. So David, this week you're going to be performing with Sammy Hagar. I mean, is that how the call goes? (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, it is. And here's what he wants to sing. So they send me the music and then I have to transcribe it and, and then arrange it. For the five horns, the four singers, the six strings, and the rhythm section in like 48 hours.
0: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's insane. That's just yeah. insane. Now, I mean, obviously, being the house band for the Raiders, you've got to be a Raiders fan. But when you're not cheering on the Raiders, who's your team?
1: Oh, I, you know, I grew up in Northeast Ohio, so I'm a diehard Cleveland Browns fan, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what what, gotta do exactly. Yeah, what more can you say? I mean, yeah, you just you what gotta. You do? Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I've adopted the Raiders, and you know, and the, the thing about the Raiders, and this all stems from the top, you know, with Mark Davis. I mean, it really is a family style. It really is insular, but it is is you feel. You know, I've worked with so many different organizations, and hotels and corporate properties, managements and stuff. And I got to say the, the the level of professionalism, it's top flight across the board. And the, and the immediate people that I work with are just amazing.
0: Mm-hmm. Great people. Um, What's next. I mean, obviously the Raiders are keeping you very busy with last mm-hmm. minute, Sammy Hagar arrangements. Um, <laughs> but I mean, you must have other projects on the go that you're working on things that you're, you've got in the works.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, I produce, you know, 10 different bands. Four of them are working really steady now. You know, uh, my pop retro, pop 40, pop Latin, uh, pop strings, obviously, some corporate work. And then I do have, this has been uh, a labor of love. The last three years I've been tracking and writing my pop symphonic, my newest project, pop symphonic, which is a 70 piece orchestra. Wow! So that recording, I'm going to probably release... Uh, maybe January or February 2022, it's uh, 10 original compositions. That's one of my, my, my babies, you know, so well, that's, that's one thing. And then, you know, um, just, we may find a new home, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's Cleopatra's barge, I, I, the band needs to be back out playing on weekends, you mm-hmm. know, in addition to the corporates and, and stuff like that, that's uh, really where we uh, cut our teeth and, and formed you know, really formed our whole identity and style. Mm-hmm. So
0: that's,
1: that's basically
0: it. Excellent. Um, David, if people want to find you online, uh, you of course are on the web and on social media, how can people reach you?
1: Oh yeah. It's uh David Perico music.com. That's my website. Everything's on there. My calendar and all kinds of fun stuff. And then I'm also on, um, Instagram, David Perico
0: excellent. David, thank you so much for jumping on today and uh, and chatting. I really do appreciate it. This is awesome.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. <laughs>
0: Once again, if you want to check out David's music and get a sample of Pop Strings Orchestra and Pop Evolution or see David's upcoming dates so you can check him out on your own Vegas trip, visit his website at music.com or follow him on Instagram at david underscore perico. Of course, you can also find all these links in the show notes at jeffdoesvegas.com. <laughs> That wraps up another episode of the Jeff Does Vegas podcast. If you've got feedback on this episode of the show, or any other episode for that matter, or you've got suggestions and ideas for topics you'd like me to cover on the podcast, please feel free to reach out to me via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Jeff Does Vegas, Or drop me an email directly at jeff at jeffdoesvegas.com. In the meantime, thank you so much for checking out the show. Be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts so you'll know the moment new episodes are available. And don't forget to visit jeffdoesvegas.com for past episodes and show notes. The Jeff Does Vegas Podcast is a Walker New Media production.